1: Southeast Wisconsin has some of the best high school and college athletes in the country. How did they get their start? Where did they begin their journey? It's time to talk about some of the best youth sports programs in the area. 10% luck, 20% skill, 15% concentrated power of will. This is the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? Let's turn it over to the fans' high school insider, big time, Mike McGivern. Welcome into the Youth Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. I'm Mike McGivern, and we're talking Whitnall Youth Basketball today. With Mike Klug, he's the president and director, and Brian Torres, who's the vice president. We also have Mason Klug and Kendall Torres in studio. We'll find out later if they're willing to come and talk to us. Right now, they're on the couch. to look awfully comfortable, so we'll find out. Mike, thanks a lot for coming in. How you been? I'm doing good. Yeah, thanks for inviting us, Mike. Yeah, you bet, Brian. It's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you as well. It's always good talking basketball with fellow basketball junkies, man. I appreciate this all the time, Mike. How long have you been involved with Whitney Youth, Youth Basketball? Oh my gosh,
2: I have an older son. He okay. was involved when uh, Mark Brol created the program back in two thousand three. Okay, so I've been a long timer in the program,
1: and uh, this uh, this might be your last year, from what I last understand. Last year, my son's going to eighth grade. I've paid my dues, and uh, <laughs> I've paid we, my
2: dues. We it can over start to singing someone that. else next year.
1: Yeah, well, um, that's what you're thinking. Now I got a call, and I've been told that no, I'm just kidding. They're, they're going to let you. They're going to let you walk, and thank you for the amount of time that you put into this. Brian, how about you? How long have you been involved? I've been involved
0: as a coach for three years, and this is actually going to be my first year on the board.
1: How's that going?
0: So far, so good. Um, trying to learn the process, and you know all the players involved, and who's in charge of what functions. So. Uh, Mike's been doing a good job of getting me up to speed with everything and looking you, you forward to you got to know
1: it. where all the bodies are buried, right? You got it. You got it. And <laughs> yeah. my wife
0: actually is on the board as well as the secretary. What, so. is, what is her name? Elissa. Elissa. Yes.
1: That's perfect. Mike, is your wife listening? Uh, no. She's not? Well, she might be. She's probably still in bed. What's her name? Uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. You know, she's not going to be happy with you for saying that, just so you know. And uh, this is not a tape delay. This is live. That's so far for the course. Yeah, Mike. that's all right. As a basketball coach, trust me, you know what, 36 years I've done this, and um, my wife and I have not, other than when I took a little time off to go watch our son play at Maranatha Baptist Bible College, you know every winter I've been dragging her in and out of gyms. So this uh this will be the first year that we're going to hang out all winter. You'll find out quickly if next year right. I'm back somewhere cuz she's kicked me out. So Mike don't <laughs> absolutely don't worry about about that at all. So the program was started by who in 2003? 2005. I'm 2005. Sorry, Mark and uh, the idea behind it obviously youth programs are, are feeder programs into the high school. Yes, And and as part of the mission statement for the Whitnall Youth Basketball Club, is that part of what you guys are trying to do? Yeah, and
2: all the kids, 100% of the kids who play in Whitnall Youth Basketball attend a public school or live in the Whitnall District. So all these kids, essentially, we're really trying to develop them for those high school coaches.
1: Some go to uh, private schools.
2: Well, at the high school level. Yes. Uh, to play in our club, you have to live in the district right. or attend a public school in the district.
1: Okay, so if a kid lives in the district but goes to Hills Corners Lutheran, he's not invited? He's eligible. He is eligible because he lives, he lives, in, lives the in the district. Yeah. I see. Okay. So um, the, the, the idea is to make sure that these kids at least get interested, maybe fall in love with basketball, right? What grade do you guys start with?
0: Well, this year we're actually uh, starting a third-grade program. So traditionally we've started at, uh, I think a few years ago, was at fifth-grade level. Then we dropped it down a few years ago to include the fourth grade level, and uh, this year is actually going to be our first year offering third grade uh, basketball for both boys and girls.
1: That's awesome. Congratulations on that.
0: Yeah, it's we're excited. A lot of the communities that uh, we compete against have uh, developed a third grade they program, have. and uh, we've reached out to those programs to understand their infrastructure and how they have things set up. and. Uh, they've been very helpful in, in providing us some of those details.
1: When, when my son – I was coaching at Dominican at the time, and my son was in third grade. Um, no, I, was, I had left Dominican. I was coaching at a grade school and then went back to Dominican when he was in fifth grade. But in third grade, he kept coming to my grade school practices, and he said, hey, I, you know, I want to play. And I said, Matthew, there's nothing for third graders. And I started looking it up, and there was. So there was AAU tournaments and stuff. So I called a buddy of mine who lives in Whitefish Bay who's got uh, a son, and he had a couple of buddies, Matthew's age. I said, do you guys have interest? They were like, yeah. So we put together this little team, and I'll tell you the the best story about this. I get a call from a 920 area code, and the guy says, hey, my name's Gordy. I understand you got a third-grade team, and I have interest in having my son play. And I said, where are you calling from? He said, Manitowoc. I go, Manitowoc? He goes, my son will never be late for a game or a practice. And I said, okay. I said, is he playing right now? And the guy says, I don't want to talk about that. You know, just interested in having my son join your team. And and I said, whoa, whoa, I I don't know you from Adam. You know, is he playing? Is he not playing? He said, well, he was, but he's not anymore. And I said, well, can I ask what happened? Because I got one spot open. He said he was playing in a fourth-grade league in Manitowoc, and he was averaging 40 a game, and they asked him not to play anymore. I said, oh, I got room. Yeah, we got, I a, got, spot. We fact, got a spot. In fact, I'll come up to Manitowoc, pick the boy up if that's what you want. <laughs> you got rides, right? Kid, got rides. Yeah, kid walked into the gym, and he was a short, little, kind of pudgy, almost buck kid, and couldn't look me in the eye. Very shy. And we started running a three-on-two, two-on-one drill, and he caught it, and he stepped back and hit a three. And it wasn't where he he pushed it up. It was a straight-up shot. And I looked at his dad, and he was like, this kid, Nathan Zastra was the kid's name, went to Manitowoc-Lincoln, got a full ride to North Dakota State, and now wow. he's, he's back coaching, and he's living up uh, up near Manitowoc, and he's working in the insurance game. But the kid was just ridiculously good. Sure. I mean, just knew the game, could shoot lights out at that age. So we never lost anything yeah. we played in third grade. Never lost in fourth grade until we got to the Nationals in AAU. Wow. Played Los Angeles, beat them, and then played the Gauchos from uh, New York. Yeah, that's the first loss. And our kids, these guys are now grown men. They're 25, 26 years old. And when I see them, all they want to go back to is that game against the Gauchos when they're in fourth grade. Yeah. And then they want to talk about, do you remember when we stayed in this hotel? Mm-hmm. And do you remember when we threw this guy in the pool? And you, re-? That was the stuff that they talked about. And all the time learning to fall in love with the game of basketball and having a lot of success while they were doing it. So that age, I think, is really important. And the kids, look, you're not going to, you might not find a Nathan Zaster, but your kids are going to end up fall in love with the program and what you guys do. Let's talk about tryouts because they're coming up, September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Uh, you can go on their website to get more information with Whitnell Youth Basketball Whitnell Youth Basketball to get more information on this, Brian, how did uh, how did you get involved with this? Did was it your daughter that that then you said, "Hey, I wanted to start coaching"? And
0: yeah, correct. Uh, there was an opportunity to join the at the time I think it was the sixth grade um, girls' uh, coaching team. Okay, and uh, that was the grade my daughter was playing in, and so stuck with that team for three years. And now I've got a uh, another daughter that's in fifth grade. And then uh, a son in second grade. So I'll be part of the club, whether they like it or not, for uh, many years to come. Just getting the kids through.
1: Now, um, your background prior to that, uh, Brian, had you coached before? Had you played? Tell me a little bit about your background where you grew up.
0: Yeah, I played in uh, high school. Um, didn't, didn't really play any athletics after that, other than just, you know, fun and intermediate sure. leagues and things where'd like you that. Play?
1: Where, where'd you go to high school? Uh,
0: Waukesha South. Okay. Yeah. Black shirts. Yeah. Yep. Black shirts. Sure. And so, um, from there, you know, I just did some coaching and things like that as the kids were growing up through rec programs and things of that nature. And so, um, just really wanted to get involved. And in addition to coaching for Wittenall, I coach AAU summer as well Excellent. For, uh, for my oldest.
1: Hey, uh, Mike,
2: same question. Yeah, so I grew up in a small town called Johnson Cricket. Oh, I you went to you went to Crick? Yeah. So yeah. I played all Coach three sports. Wagner? Yep. Yeah. Tim Wagner's a longtime coach. Yeah.
1: Uh, a and him. a really good referee. Yeah. Yes, yeah. He I'm, is. I'm really good friends with his brother, Joe. Joe. Yeah, Joe's a good man. Yeah. And Paul. Yeah. Love uh love Joe. In fact, we, we text back and forth and he's a client of mine with Johnsonville. Nice. The, the tough part with that is his nephews go to Lakeside Luther. Yes, they do. And Green Martin Luther, my team has knocked <laughs> him out of the playoffs the last two years. So our friendship yeah. <laughs> struggles a lot. We're, we're okay client and, and sales rep guy, but, man, the friendship part when when his nephew is crying because it's his last high school basketball game. And, yeah, really good kids, though. Yeah. I know a lot. Uh, he talks a lot about Crick, and, and you can't call it Creek, man. If you know it, it's Crick, right?
2: Yep, that's right. If you're from there, it's Creek. <laughs> yeah, Creek. there you Otherwise
1: go. Everyone's Creek. Yeah, so you played there, and, and yeah. how, how did you end up here uh, in this uh, part of the town?
2: Yeah, so I ended up... Uh, Football, baseball, basketball, Johnson Creek. I was fortunate enough to play uh, college baseball, at UW Whitewater. Okay. Um, I originally went to Whitewater for elementary education. I end up in sociology, criminal justice, uh-huh. uh, I'm a probation, parole officer. And I knew you
1: look for me. no. I'm yeah, just kidding. Right. <laughs> you must get
2: that a lot, right? Yeah. So that's how I end up in the area, and then obviously my athletics has played such a huge important part in my life
1: becoming right. who I am. You know. So then,
2: obviously, having kids and getting involved.
1: Can we talk about that? Because I think that that's really important. Uh, The fact that that it was so important to you and the life lessons you learned as a student athlete, you you wanted to then give back not only to your son Mason, but to other kids. Absolutely. The the life lessons you learned through this is ridiculous, The challenges, you know, the successes, the
2: failures, you learned so much about it. I hear all the time about the coaches too hard on me, you know, there's all these coaches are in it for the right reason. They're trying to make your kid better, you know. They're trying to push them, develop them. I'm not gonna lie. There's a border there, you know, and sometimes there is. maybe coaches cross
1: it or whatever. But in the, in the end of the game, everyone's trying to make your kid better. How how is the relationship that you've had with you've coached Mason all the way through? Yes. How is that relationship with you guys? Uh pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Mason's a well mannered kid.
2: So he handles my criticisms well and hopefully I give him enough encouragement along the way as well to keep him going.
1: It's hard. Uh, it can be. Yeah, it's hard. You know, it was for 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 us and I told you in the conference room um that in the beginning I think uh, coaching my son Matthew was difficult. Yeah. yeah. You know, there was a, on our AAU team there was a player better than he was at his position. And I told my wife and his mom and I yeah. told him all he had to do is get to even. You get to even, you start cuz you're my boy. You're my guy. <laughs> But at this point, it's not even, so you're going to come off the bench. And now that he's grown up, we have this conversation, and he said, Dad, I was okay with that because, man, we were playing at a high level, and I wasn't sure I could compete at that level. And he did. He competed just fine. Um, but it was, there was we had some difficulties, and uh, it's, it's always good to talk to guys that are willing to coach their, their, their kids. You, you'll find that the coach who's coaching their kid is either weight- Look, my kid's getting all the shots or the other hand, the other way. Like, I'm going to show and I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm going to be toughest on my own kid. And and that causes its own set of problems. Guys, we're going to get to a break. Other side of the break, we'll continue talking. Whitnell Youth Basketball Club. Again, if you live in that district and you have interest in having your son or daughter, we're talking both, uh, boys and girls, they have trials coming up September 10th, 11th, and 12th. Going to be at uh, Whitnow Middle School is where you guys do the tryouts. How did you guys cut?
0: At at times, at times, uh, unfortunately, sometimes the numbers that come out to play exceed right. the number of spots available. But uh, we we do our best to try to accommodate everyone. But unfortunately, do you
1: have one team per per uh,
0: age group? So we have one team at, at current state. We've got one team per age group for girls, and yep. then actually two teams per grade for boys.
1: Okay. And if if uh it would be hard to go to three teams if you had to? <coughs> gym space. Yeah, gym space is yeah. hard. Practice space, but, you know,
2: we give every team two practices a week plus they're playing games on weekends. Yeah. So, uh to accommodate with the gym time is tough to go over 140, 150 kids. Yeah,
1: and that it sure is it's, it's a healthy program though. Yeah, it is. No doubt. We will continue our conversation. Mike Klug, he's the president. Brian Torres, he's the vice president. And uh, during the break, we'll see what Mason and Kendall are thinking about joining us. This is the U Sports Show, brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, the fan. (laughs) Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking Whitnell Youth Basketball Club with Mike Klug. He's the president and director. Brian Torres, who's the vice president, now joined by Kendall Torres as well. Kendall, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, too. Thank you. Talk right into that microphone uh, if you can. So starting freshman year at Whitnell, have you guys started school yet?
3: No, we haven't.
1: Getting nervous?
3: A little bit, but I'm excited for it.
1: Yeah, it. You know what? It's a really cool time of your life, and and it's weird to go from you're the top of the rung, man. Middle school, your eighth grade, yeah. you're running the school, and now guess what? You're back to the bottom. But it's it. I think you're going to enjoy it. Um, do you play more than just basketball?
3: Yes, I actually play soccer and volleyball too.
1: Really good sports. For if if you want uh, basketball as your main sport, do you have a favorite?
3: basketball is my favorite it's-
1: is it because your dad's sitting here with us or is it really <laughs> no, your favorite
3: I actually like it better because I feel like it's more of a team sport and you're more involved
1: yeah I agree with that and and I think there's so many lessons as we talked about on um, what position do you play
3: I do a little bit of both of everything yeah I play all around
1: yeah from talking to your dad you're a heck of a defensive player so yeah. good that's awesome I as a coach I used to tell my son You play a little defense, and you can dribble the ball really well, you always get to play because Mm -hmm. he he was kind of a point guard and a kid that he didn't defend as good as his daddy wanted him to defend, (laughs) but he defended a a little bit. Um, Congratulations, you made the volleyball team at Whitnell. Thank you. Um, Is the volleyball team, do you think you guys got a chance to be pretty good? You got a lot of work to do.
3: We have a lot of work to put in still before the season starts, but I hope that we have good outcomes.
1: Good for you good good, you're a good student athlete. yeah because and you understand that it's not a right for you to be on the volleyball team. Yeah. you don't get this right. it's a privilege yeah. that you earn as a good student athlete. Um, Brian, you're proud of her, huh? very much so. Yeah, I, much so. I like that. I, I enjoy the interaction between you and your daughter and Mike and his son and um, you know I've got four grandsons now and so we kind of have that you know when when we get together, Uh, which isn't as often as it used to be because they used to live right across the street from us. And now they've moved, and and it's been a couple of months, and that's been an adjustment for me. But um, they play some some sports through upward sports, and I get a chance to go see them play and and goof around with them. Um, Brian, let's talk on the girls' side. Um, The numbers aren't as strong as they are on the boys' side. Are you guys trying to work to try to get more girls in the Whitnell School District to come out and play for this club? We
0: are, we are, and I think the, the biggest thing that works for us to, to bring players to the program is really word of mouth. So uh, we're really working with the third-grade offering to make sure that uh, we've got a several members that are in, interested via email and, and Facebook messages, and so really asking those individuals to reach out to their friends and family that live in the district to really try to spread the word.
1: Mike, how do you find
2: coaches? We're a 100% volunteer organization, so um – I think we have one outside a uh, coach that's non-parent. Other right. than that they're all parent coaches. Makes it tough. Um, we have coaches are both ends of the spectrum. You know,
1: probably do, could do more giving them
2: tools to, to get towards the middle a little bit more, sure. you know, but we are relying on the individuals in the club to run our teams.
1: And and that's hard cuz there are some guys that think that that 4th grade uh, game on a Saturday morning is for the national championship. Yes. Right. And yes. you've got to kind of tone them back. And then maybe the guys that just roll out the ball at practice and say, let's just shoot. You need to kind of, you know, get them yes. going a little bit. Do you as the president, Brian, as a vice president, and this is your first year. So I don't know um, if you've gone through this. Do you get out to other people's practices and just kind of watch, Mike?
2: Well, I do as much as I can. Obviously, I'm coaching a team as well. so sure. I'm up at the gym at least twice a week already team before me team after me you know i'm constantly emailing with the coaches we play games at similar locations sometimes so i get to see a little bit um but yeah i'm also relying on those parents right you know if there's something going on with that team that isn't the way the club is promoting it then i need to hear about that nine times out of ten if i get that parent to talk with that coach everything resolves itself and they just kind of misunderstanding what's going on with the team
1: kendall how's it been uh, how was it uh, playing for your dad was it good for you
3: Yes. I liked it a lot.
1: Good. Did you guys, were you able to turn it off once you got home and not talk basketball or was basketball the top of a conversation with you guys a lot?
3: Um, depends on the day for sure. Bad game or good game.
1: Yeah, n- no doubt. Yeah, I know that. I know exactly that feeling. And what it was interesting, Kendall, is I read a book and I talk about it a lot on the show coaching our sons, but it could, it could have been coaching our daughters. And, um, I realized after reading it a couple times that once we got to the kitchen table, I was Matthew's father. But before that, I was yeah. his coach, so he would try to get in the car with his mom after bad games <laughs> so I'd try to beat me to that kitchen table, and I would stand at the side door, not let the boy in until I got my piece of him, right? Then I'd say what I had to say, and, and then we just forgot about it. Now he's grown up, and the, him and his wife just had their first child, and we go back and we still talk about some really fun days mm-hmm. with it. And we we edited out any of the bad stuff that happened and just talk about the the fun stuff. It, it's hard sometimes when your teammates are mad at your coach because your coach is your dad, right?
3: Yeah, that doesn't really happen that much. I wouldn't say at all, really. Oh, that's which is good. A good thing.
1: He must be doing a pretty good job, right? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Hey, Mike, when um when you're out asking for coaches is is there is there something that other than their time are you asking them knowledge do they know much about the game I will generally have a,
2: a conversation with them have you played high school basketball what other sports have you coached you know I mean Whitnall is still a small enough community that I, my son being in eighth grade I'm going to rely on Brian having some younger kids knowing those younger parents and things like that um, as we talked off the air a little bit I'll, there's just. If you're coaching football, baseball, you're probably involved in basketball too, right? Sure. So a large majority of the time, I kind of know the parents already. And again, I think the parents know it's a volunteer organization. We make it known. We're looking for coaches. If there's someone else, a parent on that team that has a basketball knowledge, they usually come and say, hey, can I help out? Or, you know, and sometimes coaches change, you know? Right. It's worked out well
1: if somebody were to ask you and, and and i don't know if you'll you'll there's nothing that that you're going to be able to read but but the mission statement for your basketball club would be what
2: our goal is to develop boys and girls physically mentally and emotionally while preparing them for the high school level
1: bang yeah. basic
2: and you like you said i mean my my 21 year old talks about Sheboygan and the pool and the one game and the one shot, you know, all those kinds of things. Even right. you know, at twenty one years old. So I'm sure when he's thirty one he'll be talking about youth sports as well.
1: Does he come and watch Mason play? When he can.
2: When obviously over the winter he's at Whitewater, you know, right now. Yeah. But,
1: um, does he get on him?
2: Probably worse than me. Yeah. I know. <laughs> Older brothers are tough. And man. my wife gets to hear all about it. So you're right. I gotta thank Jennifer for that. She does put up with me and all my Play by play analysis after the games.
1: Isn't it amazing as coaches? We can't just leave it in the gym. My wife used to drive her nuts that I would call the other coach, you know, 45 minutes after the game, the guy I coached with, and we would talk another hour about the game that we just got done. And she was like, Didn't you just coach that game? <laughs> yes, I did. What? Why do you, you're talking about it for now. Yes,
2: I am. Cause... My wife likes it when my father is at the game and then we hang out after so I can talk to my
1: dad. There you go. About it rather. Than <laughs> Did your dad coach you by any chance? Ah uh, yeah, he was involved in coaching
2: athletics and sports in general too.
1: Yeah. So so you grew up knowing what it was like to play for your father. Yes. So you know what Mason's going through. Absolutely. Brian, how about you?
0: Yeah, same thing. My uh my dad uh, coached our T-ball team and Half the time, he would misspell my name on the roster as train. That's,
1: that's awesome. <laughs> Mix the I and the A. <laughs> well, you hey, You know what? That happens when we come. We, <laughs> and, and you'll find that out, as you have, I'm sure, sure. Um, coaching our, our kids. Hey, Kendall, um, now that you're in high school and your father won't be your coach, did, does that make you a little bit nervous? Do you know the freshman girls coach, and, and has that coach been involved with the youth program?
3: Well, we have been having contact days, so I feel comfortable around the coach, and I've, I'm excited for the season to start, yeah.
1: And and you know all these girls because they're girls you've played with yeah, before. Yeah, for sure. I, um, yeah, so I'm wondering if, if, if they're going to keep as many girls, if they're going to be – do you know what I'm saying? Because once you get a new coach, they start – you know you start messing with things mm-hmm. all of a sudden that coach might see something in you that maybe your 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 dad didn't and say you know maybe you're a point guard maybe you're the guard that I need to bring the ball down stuff like that so that's kind of a fun fun idea right
3: yeah for sure
1: um guys did did um the the high school coaches on the girl side and the boy side and and Mike we had this conversation they're involved in the youth program but they're not like totally invested in, in involved yet right right they have a program to run themselves
2: you right know? coach getch he's the new girls coach at the high school uh we brian and i met with him once already seems to be a good fit for the program and i know he's going to get involved in the youth program as well coach resop going on two years now uh th- third, year, third, third year third year yep. um he's we both Exchange ideas, and you know, the athletic director very involved with the athletic director and things like that. So we find ways to have youth nights. We invite them to come to tryouts, hang out at tryouts, you know, do some scoring things like that. We try to get them eventually involved with those seventh and eighth grade teams. So as you mentioned, hopefully those kids are into a similar faces when they get in you high
1: bet, Kendall. When you were um, when you were at the youth program, and even like in fifth grade, and you would go to watch the girls, the varsity team. At Wendell, Is that something that you just went home and dreamt about saying, boy, I'd sure like to do that one day?
3: Yeah, for sure. I don't, I'd never thought I'd get there. But now that I'm here, I'm like, whoa, it's actually happening.
1: Kendall, I got to tell you, go, getting through grade school and middle school, it seems like it takes forever. And mm-hmm. high school goes by in a blink. So I, I love the fact that you're a multi-sport athlete. And I love the fact that that you know, you're know you going to get involved at Whitnall because that that's those four years, just to get as much from it as you can. Mm-hmm. You know what? Get involved in the drama club if you want. Get involved in all that stuff. Because then when when it when it's done and, and over with, you've had so many cool things to look back at. And and Whitnall High School is is a good place to to, to to get you ready for that next uh that next step. But you haven't even started your freshman year. Look at no. me, I've got <laughs> you off and married and, and all that stuff. <laughs> Kendall, you did great. Thank yeah, you. you did wonderful. I know you weren't uh, real comfortable and didn't want to come up there, and I made you. And and uh, your mom and dad, your family's proud. You, you're a good ambassador for this family, so thank you for that. Guys, we're going to get to a break. We'll continue talking. Um, Whitnow Youth Basketball Club, again, if you're listening, you live in the Whitnow School District. They've got tryouts. They've started a third-grade team this year, both girls and boys. That is September 10th. And it's September 10th, 11th, and 12th of the tryouts. You can go to their website, Club.com to get all the information on these tryouts coming up again September 10th, 11th, and 12th. This is the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
4: Basketball time!
1: Oh, baby. That's right, we're talking basketball on the U Sports Show. Nothing like a good Cheech and Chong movie to get <laughs> you going here. Welcome back to the U Sports Show, brought to you by State Insurance on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. We're talking Whitnall Youth Basketball with Mike Kluge. He's the president and director, Brian Torres. He's the vice president, Kendall Torres, who has just gone through the program. And uh, she is now a freshman at Whitnell, about to start. When do you guys go? When's your first day?
3: Well, we have an introduction day almost on the 28th, and then we have a little bit of a break, then we actually start school.
1: Have you gotten your class schedule and everything? I have, yes. Yeah. Um, are you happy with it? Um, it's a long day, I bet, freshman year, right?
3: Yeah, I have gym first hour, which I'm not excited for.
1: You're not a morning person?
3: No, not the best. Well,
1: this is going to make you a morning <laughs> yeah. person. For I sure. would, I would not like gym first either. Yeah, I, when I was a freshman, we had swim the second hour. So you got into math class, then you got uh, got to swim. So that, that worked out pretty well um, for me. Hey, Mike, as the president of this club, and I know this is your last year, and, and you know Brian is the vice president, so maybe he's the president waiting. Who knows? What keeps you up at night with this club?
2: Uh, it's just the experience that these kids have you know you you put a lot of energy and effort for the kids and hopefully all that, that comes back out you know in their practices games you know all these experiences you've been talking about uh, hopefully that all that effort and energy you put into it hopefully yeah. the kids get
1: that back how out. many how much do you guys meet as a board do you guys get together as a board and and, and say okay we need to make sure we're, we're we're hitting on all cylinders here
2: yeah we have monthly meetings as a board and then this week, we're meeting separately, Brian and two other individuals on the board, talking and setting dates for our tournaments that we run and organize throughout the course of the year, so we have a game plan. We go talk to athletic director, ask for facility usages and things like that. There's concessions, coordination, organization, uh, communication piece. You know, right. right now, we're soliciting for donations because it is a nonprofit, and uh, we'd like to keep the cost low for the individuals who play in the club, so we are out there trying to solicit donations from businesses and things like that. Do you guys fundraise? um that's kind of the donations what we're looking for okay part of the uh, fee to play in the club is for raffle tickets so we do a raffle drawing um we gave the kids 65 tickets 130 bucks they sell them hopefully they get their 130 dollars back right but then we have a big raffle drawing grand prize a thousand dollars we'll usually do it during halftime or beginning of a varsity basketball game sure um, we're targeting game in january for that big drawing this year
1: Um, cause a lot of other clubs do different ways, obviously, as you know, to fundraise selling cookie dough and they, they go through a lot of them, raising the stakes, fundraising, leadership development. Tony Resch is a sponsor of this show and my high school stuff. And, um, he comes in and what's nice is he does all the work and not trying to make as much money as he can. So, um, if you guys are ever thinking about doing that, uh, he would be the guy that I'd, I'd recommend. Um, I, I don't know a lot of other people in that In that uh, category, but uh, but raising the stakes, fundraising, and Tony Resch, he just does such a great job with high schools and and, and youth sports shows or youth sport clubs. Um, Brian, are you interested in in once Mike steps off, uh, maybe taking over?
0: I I think so. No, Mike's been doing a good job of kind of bringing me into all facets of what he does on a day-to-day basis, copying me on the emails, the communication, so – um, hopefully everything aligns that way and uh, yeah definitely interested
1: is that something that people vote on how, how does that how do you become a board member well it's a volunteer position yeah so, so we don't the, people knocking our door down. yeah there's not a line from here to Whittenall High School right no. and like
2: I said usually you know from my interactions on a day-to-day with the coaches and the families they'll come up and say "Hey, I'm interested in this we have certain positions they have an interest in that and we kind of get, get them on the board uh, hasn't come to the point where we have to have an election and all that kind of stuff. We're really just filling the holes with individuals that are interested.
1: Um, what part of filling the holes is the most difficult? I guess to to fill is it, is it the people that are you know trying to find volunteers? Is it the people that are trying to find coaches? Is it you know what what part of and I saw the board. There's a number of people on the board. Is there one part that's harder to 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 keep active and and have somebody in that spot? Uh, I think president
2: is always a hard one because there's big roles and responsibilities, so it's appreciative for Brian kind of getting on the board and learning some of the roles and things like that. For some reason, concessions director Yeah, is, I has been a hard one to full. Amanda James, shout out to her. She's done double duty with registration
1: and re- concessions the well, last couple years. During our pre-show meeting, you guys raved about the people on the board, so if we if we don't mention everybody's name, trust me, these guys have talked about you. Um, and and feel like you guys are doing a, a really really good job on that. Um, last question, and then we've got uh, we've got one interview that we've got to do. Um, wh- the cost for kids to get involved in this is what?
2: Uh, the registration fee is two hundred dollars, and all the kids buy a uniform. What they get to keep, which is seventy nine dollars. So it's two hundred dollars for a registration. We do a raffle drawing. It's one hundred thirty dollars. You get 65 tickets. Hopefully, everyone sells the tickets. They make the $130 back. So it's really just a $200 registration fee, a $79 uniform fee. And then we do take a deposit for volunteers. Right. And then we have concessions opportunities to hopefully help make more profits for the club. And we have the parents volunteer for a three-hour period of time throughout the course of the year, several dates available and stuff.
1: And not during when their kids play. Correct. Right? So you, I would assume that most most people, not everybody, will do that that sometimes they'll just let you keep the money right yes sometimes that's hard we
2: do struggle with that that but it's 150 bucks i guess goes to the club if they don't show up and do the participation but we would much rather have the parent come and do the concessions time
1: yeah i agree hey guys before we get to a in-studio guest have stopped by and uh let me tell you a little bit about her she's a dear friend of mine she's a really good friend of mine and she looks phenomenal by the way <laughs> christy malio how are you
4: I'm good, how are
1: you? Matt, it's good to see you. You too. Hey, you would think we're talking youth football since Brody's a middle linebacker for the junior Chiefs out in Heartland. How's that going for you?
4: He loves it. I'm a little nervous. I wasn't expecting defense like that, but he loves it, and he told me not to worry.
1: I saw the picture. He was going against a guy that's bigger than me.
4: He was huge. He,
1: the guy was huge. For a little kid, the guy was was huge. And you would think for the shows I do, that's what we're talking about, but we're not. We were talking about an event that Christy is fully involved in, and she's involved on a personal note more than anything, and and, and I'm going to ask you for your help. She's uh, going to be um, participating in the MS Walk on September 15th at 10 a.m. at Frame Park out in Waukesha. And as we talk to Christy for a couple of minutes, you can go to to um, mswalk.com, right, Team Deputy. Team Deputy, it's free to register, and it certainly is a fundraiser, so you're going to want to raise some funds. Um, How long is the walk? Uh,
4: It's either one mile or three miles.
1: One or three miles, man. We can all do that. Right. Come on now. Um, When I said that, it's become personal for you a little bit, um, Christy, and 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 we talked about this before you came in studio, that it was okay for me to bring this up, but you were diagnosed not long ago with MS.
4: Right. June 13th, I was diagnosed.
1: That's really fresh. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah, feeling I'm good.
4: Feeling good. Uh, got over my flare-up and feeling good.
1: And this, so this walk is important to you, obviously. It is. You know, when um, when something, when you get the news on something like that, Christine, and you and I personally have had this conversation, but it's okay with with uh, you. I'd like to share it a little bit with the audience. What a shocking moment that is.
4: It is. It was a, it was a shock and it was disbelief, but we've just accepted it.
1: With this walk, then um, you've put a team together, and Adam Deputy is your fiance. Right. Congratulations. Thank you. By the way, you're getting married soon.
3: Yeah.
1: Who is um, who's uh, the who's the pastor minister that's going to be doing that service?
4: He's a he's a pretty great guy. He's Pre- a good he's a friend. friend.
1: Phenomenal guy. He's
4: amazing. <laughs> His name is Mike McGivern.
1: And the first time I'm ever going to do this, I'm I've, it, look. I have goosebumps. I'm so blessed that you asked me to do this, and I'm nervous as I'll get out. But I love both of you guys so much that that I will I will do my best for you, and I'm very excited. Um, it's coming up here in the future, and uh, looking forward to that day a lot. And uh, you're gonna just make a beautiful bride, by Thank the way. Um, this team deputy idea, and and a lot of people have joined to 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 walk with you guys. Is the idea then to as a team? Because I know you know you you're able to perform better if you all come together as a team. I'm sure your family has been fully um, involved in this as well.
4: Yeah, my family's there. Adam's there. Uh, we've involved Brody, our 10-year-old, and we're uh, we're excited for this day.
1: You know, and I know your family. Yeah. And it's I'm sure great. that, the, oh, it's, it's, it, to say the least, you know, your father and I have a lot in common, yeah. by the way, and a uh, big fan of his. And uh, I, I knew that immediately that they would fully get in, in, involved in this. Um, talk about the walk in and, and Frame Park. Um, if if you go again to the website, M- MS Walk um, Team Deputies, where you are going to want to go? Free registration, but you're asking people at Joint Team Deputy to do a little bit of fundraising. Let's make some money at this.
4: Yeah, it's it's important. There's no cure for MS. They rely on it's nonprofit. They rely on money for um, for research, for uh, providing support for people who have MS. So it's really important that we raise some money for this organization.
1: September 15th, 10 o'clock, and um, I'm going to be there. I, I'm, I'm going to join Team Deputy, and I'm, I'm going to walk um, with you guys. I've, I've got to do—I'm the valet driver at at church, and I've got like four or five or six um, girlfriends <laughs> that I park their cars for 75 and over— and uh, so I'm going to do that first and take care of my business at, at Brookside Baptist Church, and then I'm going to head over. Um, and I have not registered yet, but I will do that. And uh, I'm going to reach out to my family to, to help uh, raise some money for this cause that has become just very personal to you. And because it's personal to you, it's personal to me. And uh, you know how much I, I care for you and the the love I have for you and Adam. And uh, there's nowhere that I'd rather be on September fifteenth than walking with you. So if you want to join us, um, look, you go to MS Walk. Uh, team Deputies, we're going to want to register. If you have any questions, um, if you want to know, you know, if I'm going to be there, or if you want to know what, how we're doing this thing, you can call me here at the studio, um, or certainly uh, that'd be the best way. Or send me an email or a text for you guys that know me. And if you want to join us, that would be great. September fifteenth, it's the MS Walk, where you're going to join Team Deputy, Adam Deputy, one of my favorite people in the world. And I'll tell you, one day I'll tell you a story about Adam. If you join us, in fact, I'll tell you that day, which is, you know, he was on a high pedestal for me before the story, and you know which one I'm talking about, but he is through the charts on this thing. Um, you're marrying a good man.
4: I am. He's great.
1: Yeah, he he's really is. My person. He is. He he's my person too, in a different way, though. <laughs> in a totally different way. Guys, we got to get to a break. Christy, it's good to see you. Thanks for you coming Thanks in. Thanks for having me. Let's on the other side of the break, we'll continue our conversation on Sports Radio 1057. FM The Fan. Play this song for Miss Kendall, who's uh, going to be a freshman at Whitnell. It's super tramp, so it's school. Don't listen to the words and don't be that person, okay? <laughs> Welcome back to the Youth Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? We're talking Whitnall Youth Basketball. Mike Klug, president and director, and his son Mason. I promised Mason that if he didn't want to come on the air, he didn't have to, and young Mason has taken me up on that and said, no, nah, maybe next time. Brian Torres, who's the vice president of the Whitnell Youth Basketball Club, and his daughter Kendall, who's been kind enough to sit in on on uh, this uh, this one hour kind of celebration of what this program does. Mike, what are you most proud of uh, with with the basketball club? What what do you you know sit back at night and go, man, I'm, I, we've we've hit this out of the park on this thing?
2: Yeah, and I think the club we try to com- compete. You know, and I think our teams do compete. They go to the Wisconsin State Invitational Tournament regularly, Badgerland State Tournament. We have teams playing in the A Division, WYBL. I know the girls are very competitive in Badgerland and the State Tournament as well. So I think that's the big one of the big goals, too, is develop these kids, but yet give them a competitive outlet to be able to become better, more competitive, not only just on the basketball floor, but in life in general.
1: Well, that's good. That's something to be proud of right there, right? Hey, who was president before you, Eric Wolf? And um, how much of what Eric was doing did you keep, and how much did you kind of tweak to to be your own? Uh, you know, even when I w- I was a
2: coach at the time in two thousand five when Mark Brolt started, right? He had a son the same age as me, so I learned a lot from Mark. Eric took over and kept the ball rolling, and I was a coach, you know, under Eric, so I sure. heard his communication style and and things like that as well. So. I don't know if it's just the competitiveness, trying right. to keep the coaches informed, share the good things that are going on with the club, edit Facebook, you know what I mean, things like that. And
1: Communication yes. at your with your job and, and if if Brian continues on the board and maybe moves up, I think that that's the most important part is you got to communicate with these guys and gals so they know not only the coaches but the board members and, and these teams so these kids know, okay, every Tuesday and every Thursday at 6 o'clock, I know we're having practice. So I'm going to put this on my calendar. Every Wednesday we're doing this and I think that that's that's the most important part and since you took over social media is a lot different than it was when you started. Correct. You know there's a lot there's a lot of ways to highlight and promote and celebrate what you guys are doing.
2: Yeah, and at the same time it's another job right? There's more responsibility behind it and stuff like that. So,
1: Well, you're not busy, right? There's, yeah. There, you, you have no people that you've got to go see on a yeah. daily basis. Sometimes every?
2: that job that pays the bills gets in the way of uh, the, the volunteer position.
1: Oh, but boy. It's do fun. I, I've enjoyed it. I, I know that. Time. Are you looking forward to, to, to being able to step away and, and just take a breath and say, okay, it's time for somebody else to do it? Yeah,
2: absolutely. You know, I mean, I'll miss it. There's no doubt about it. And I'll probably find ways to still coach, you know? And uh, as Mason gets into high school, um, I'm sure there'll be other avenues
1: for me to get involved. You, guys, we talk about servant leadership a lot on, on this, uh, this show because it, it amazes me sometimes. Um, and I'm going to ask both of you guys this. Mike, did that come from from growing up in Crick and, and, and seeing your parents with, with and your dad coach? You? Is that where you learned it from? I'm sure that has
2: a lot to do with it. But at the same time, like I said, I've learned so much from sports and leadership you know, and my job, and just various avenues. Even just talking with parents, right. you know, it's having the courage to stand up for what you believe in and what the, what the program means for. But at the same time, be able to listen and and be have some empathy. For what what, what
1: position did you play at Whitewater, by the way? Uh second base. Yeah, you could pick it a little bit. A little bit. Could you hit?
2: Yeah. Um, my my junior year, I'm gonna break. Yeah, I'm not good. Brigger, That's why I'm asking. My second,
1: my junior year at Whitewater, I had one year
2: the entire season, second base the whole year. So, um, yeah, anyways.
1: Sounds like me in the church softball. Yeah, (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Brian, uh, servant leadership to you, where did that come from for you? You know, I think it's
0: just – I think it's instilled in you with sports. You know, I'm a big believer and have always coached my teams to – you know, it's their team. You know, it's the players' team in which you're then honored with the opportunity to be the head coach. And so I think if you have that mentality, not only as you're coaching, but if you're involved in a in a youth program and a board, you know, everything that Mike and I try to do is to make it as easy as possible for the parents, the athletes, and the coaches.
1: Guys, this next question, I have a you have a chance to get kicked out of the, the studio with your answer. Man to man or zone? Man to man. Man, man, yeah. st- welcome to the studio, boys. <laughs> welcome to the studio. If you if you played in a youth program and sat in a two three zone, you'd be in your car in about thirty seconds. Agree. Um, do you guys run the same stuff that that the high school runs, or do you, do you tweak it? Do you run your own stuff and then expect once they get to high school they're going to run what they're running? I think that's probably an opportunity for
0: us is to. Do a better job engaging with the varsity coaches to better understand their systems, their philosophies, and kind of cascade that down to our youth programs. But as a general direction, each team coach is allowed the flexibility to kind of run their own system based on talent and and um, you know height, quickness, things sure. like that.
2: I really like to run with terminology. Right. Is that a hedge? Is that a gap? Is that help side? What you know? What is it? Pick and roll, or is it something else? You know, right. trying to get that terminology down so when they get to the high school level, you say that word and they know exactly what you're talking
1: about. Look, I know the head coaches on the varsity teams at Whitnall understand that the more they get engaged in the youth program, the better their overall program is going to be. And and there are guys that get involved really heavily, like Joe Rucks at, at Brookfield East. And you you see that program to where it is, and and, and this is his baby. And and then there are guys that have a, a whole different approach where, hey, that's them, and this is us over here. And it sounds like your coaches right now are somewhere in the middle, and I would encourage them if they're listening to get more engaged. And, you know, that's just coming from a guy who's been around this a long time and now doing these shows. I understand the importance of that. Um, so I hope that they do that, and I don't know if you guys agree with that or not, but I'm just giving my my total opinion. Uh, don't forget they have tryouts coming up, and it's on their website. It's whitnellyouthbasketballclub.com, whitnellyouthbasketballclub.com, September 10th, 11th, and 12th over at Whitnell Middle School. A lot of information on the website to tell you how to register and get you all set to have your son or daughter get into those tryouts. Who selects the teams, by the way? Does the coaches select the teams they want? We have evaluators. We'll okay. do
2: independent evaluators who don't have a kid on the team
1: scoring the kids. And then ultimately we'll build the teams off the scores. That's perfect. Guys, thank you for your time. Thank this all went, went quick. Uh, Kendall, it's nice to meet you. Good luck uh, your freshman year. Thank you. Yeah, if you need me to come over and pick, you know, beat up anybody that's picking on you. No, mm-hmm. you, you let your dad know. He'll okay. take care of that. I'm just kidding. Brian, uh, good luck with your club this year and, and and thanks for your time. Thank you. Mike, thanks for setting this up. You did good. Yeah. Thanks for having us, yeah, Mike. You tell Appreciate Mason it. next time uh next time he comes in, he's going on the air. Oh, next man. time I force him. The first time twist no, his arm. Yeah. You know what you guys <laughs> did great. You have wonderful wonderful children. Well done me. with that. You've been listening to the U Sports Show brought to you by Allstate Insurance. Are you in good hands? On Sports Radio 1057 FM, The Fan.
0: We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s,
1: and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch.